Anybody grateful for Jesus in this room? Hallelujah. You're going to need notebooks and Bibles today. We're going to dig into the word of the Lord. We're going to dig into the word of the Lord. I am not one bit moved by anything that's trying to go on because I know what God trying to break up today. Amen. I need you guys to get focused. Notebooks, Bibles. told you during the message last week that I had three familiar narratives that I want to end this series with. The first was the pool of Bethesda. If you did not hear that message last week, go check that and Wednesday, please. Somebody just say, kill the excuses. Got quiet. Somebody say, kill the excuses. Mm-hmm. First was that pool, and the second will come from Luke's gospel. Now, I need to give you a caveat. Don't allow the familiarity of the narratives to cause you to block out truth and revelation. Amen. Sometimes you get to a verse and we get to blocking out truth. Can't hear because we think we heard that already. But the Lord won't let me offer this premise. Enough is enough. Amen. Somebody say, enough is enough. I only have a few verses, 10, 11, 12, and 13, if the Lord lets me get through them all. He was teaching, this is Jesus, one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. There was a woman for 18 years, had had a sickness Caused by what? Come on, come on, we're going to work. She had a sickness for 18 years. Take that echo out, Orlando. Caused by what? And she was bent double. Watch it. Because sometimes, sometimes we miss the truth of the text. Brittany, we we teach this that she was bent over. This is bent over. The Bible doesn't say she was bent over. It says she was bent double. Which means that her head had to be at her ankles. To bend double means to be bent in half. Y'all. I need you to wrap your head around this for a second. She's bent double and could not straighten up at all. I hurt my, the nerves in my right hand when I was in high school. And so in a relaxed place, this is the way my hand looks. See how those fingers just kind of, that's how my hand is relaxed. But if I put some strength in my hand, I can straighten it. This is the relaxed state of my left hand. This is the relaxed state of my right hand. But I can straighten it with strength. The scripture says she's bent double and can't straighten. Watch it. Which means no amount of strength applied could change the state that she was in. 
Are y'all walking with me so far? Some of y'all are looking like that got to be miserable. And don't turn me off because you've heard this text before. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you're freed from your sickness. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made erect again and began to glorify God. Now let's go back. So last week I spoke about the individual mindset that enough was enough. But today I want to add to it. Expand the premise, if you will, to the corporate and the collective. Explain. When we say enough is enough for us, that's one thing. But if you look at verse 10, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Watch. And there was a woman who, stop, go back. He was teaching, what's the next word? Stop. He was teaching, next word. There was a woman. So based upon context, where was the woman? In the synagogue. Because that's where the Lord was. Watch it. This woman has had this condition for how long? For her to even be in the synagogue means that she was a rightful member of the Jewish community. In other words, the church folks had been seeing her in this state, y'all, for 18 years. Because I know, I know, I know, we want to, yeah, see, you caught it. I, I, I know, we want to get to, and Jesus saw her. Because the woman in this text, unlike the man at the pool of Bethesda, or unlike the woman with the issue of blood, who I will deal with, they didn't go to Jesus. Jesus called her out. Because actually, this rebuke, people of God, is on the church, not the woman. Y'all missed it. How in the world, collectively, can we be okay when sickness remains present in the place where light should shine forth? It is quiet in here. It's a collective rebuke. And as I stand before you, I would like to say to us collectively, enough is enough. Sin should not feel comfortable in God's house. Sickness should not feel comfortable in God's house. Depression. Listen, when you're depressed and you walk in God's house, you ought to feel something. Amen. You shouldn't walk into God's house with any type of demonic activity on your life and feel comfortable. Well, Bishop, how do you know that it was demonic? Well, verse 11 says that she had had a sickness caused by a spirit. Truth is, we should be different. When we grow comfortable with being sick in any way, Watch it. When the church grows comfortable with an environment of sickness of any type, there's a problem. Y'all hear me? When the church is comfortable with people in the church being sick, oh, this is unpopular preaching, in any way, literally, we shouldn't be okay with that. Amen. Somebody come in here with any type of condition. The church should say, oh God, we got miracles today. Y'all. But instead, we say stuff like, oh, that Sister Spoon, she been bent over for 18 years. Clearly, they were comfortable. As a matter of fact, I won't get there today. The church folk rebuked Jesus for even healing her. I'll teach it Wednesday. Jesus had to correct them by saying she's entitled to healing. 
They were concerned about the way that they did church. He was concerned about her being whole. To make matters worse, as we've said, this sickness is not just a sickness, it's demonic. I don't get it. How in the world is the church comfortable with demons being comfortable among us? Be one thing, if the woman had been in a terrible accident, had bone damage, she still needs a miracle, God can still do it. Amen. But this wasn't that. It's one thing. If by some accident, some situation, something had happened, God can heal it. But this ain't that. The Bible says there's a demonic spirit that had her bent over. Some of us have become comfortable with the presence of the demonic around us. And I'm not simply talking about people either or people you don't care for. Listen to me when I say this. The presence of the brokenhearted should bother us. Oh, it's quiet. If we're believers, the presence of the brokenhearted. When you see the brokenhearted, because this is who Jesus came. I came to do something with the brokenhearted. But instead, when the brokenhearted come around us, we telling folk, just get over it. Oh, it's quiet in here today. We gonna work till we get free. This is especially true of men. Oh boy. We got so many brokenhearted men, men rather, trying to be strong instead of being honest. Quiet in this here room. And because we've been trained to lie about our feelings, now all of a sudden, we think that our brokenness is a badge. Okay. So now we got brothers running around talking about, I'm going to share my feelings because they mine. That don't make your feelings right. It's quiet again. Your feelings aren't right because you feel them. One more time. Your feelings aren't right because you feel them. True, they're true. That doesn't make them right. Let me give it another way. Your feelings aren't holy because you feel them. They're true. That doesn't make them holy. One more time. They're true. That don't make them holy. Just because there's legitimacy behind the way you feel doesn't mean the way you feel sits well with God. Okay, let's keep going. Quiet in this here room. The presence of the captive should bother us. Hello, two people. The presence of the Anybody that's captive to anything should be bothered. You captive to any thought, to any mindset. The presence of the oppressed by anything should bother us. However, listen to this statement. The longer we allow the enemy to stay unchecked, unchallenged, the more comfortable both the devil and we get. Explain. If I let the devil stay unchecked, unchallenged in my life, I start believing that my demonically oppressed state is normal. I learn to live with how wrong I am. This is the way it's always been. So you learn to live with it. This woman has been bent over 18 years. Now I don't know about you. I need to work on my flexibility. I can't get there. But I can't imagine learning I can't even get that long. I can't imagine for 18 years this being my portion. But after 18 years, notice, watch this. Notice how I can lift up to even talk to y'all. This, I'm trying to give y'all the analogy, but I got enough strength because that's not my condition. 
y'all missed it. My normative condition wants to pull me up because I'm used to being up. And so even when I'm trying to give you the analogy, I can't even bend over long. Reverse it. Be broken so long that you think brokenness is normal. Be depressed so long that you think depression is normal. Huh? As a matter of fact, the devil will lie to you so much that your demonically induced state becomes what you believe you were built for. You start walking around carrying this badge talking about I'm built for this. No. No, you're not. You're built to prosper and be in good health. And so what, what we've done is we've told people there's nothing wrong with endurance. Hear me. There's nothing wrong with endurance. There are some times you do have to endure. Truth. But you're not supposed to endure your whole life. It's getting more and more quiet. You shouldn't. No, no. There's some stuff you're supposed to come out of. You're supposed to walk in victory. God wants you healthy, whole, and complete. You're not supposed to stay in that for all your life. I understand. We may have had a moment. Amen. But you're not supposed to stay in that moment. But what happens is you got so many friends just as toe up as you. Huh? And then when we get around some people striving, that devil says they think they better than you. They think they better than you. No. As a matter of fact, you should be motivated by somebody else's victory. The longer we allow the enemy to stay unchecked, unchallenged, the more comfortable both the devil and we get. What's the woman's state? 18 years with a sickness caused by a spirit. And. Come on, read the text slow. And she was bent over. Notice, being bent over was a result of the sickness. Oh boy. Sometimes your external condition is the fruit of an internal turmoil. One more time. Sometimes your external condition is the fruit of an internal turmoil. Sometimes what the doctor, natural doctor, can see is a direct result of an emotional state that the, direct, that the doctor cannot diagnose. They check your levels. They look. You got an ulcer. That ulcer is worry. Worry don't come up on my chart. Are y'all walking with me? So she's bent over. She's in this state. Here's what I want to deal with today. The enemy made three changes in her life. There's three things that the enemy attempts to change in our life that will keep us from getting out of whatever we're in. Three things he attempts to do. He shifted three areas in this woman and he often is shifting three areas in us. Number one, he shifted her stature. Stature. He shifted her stature. This is my stature. My stature is changed. So the first thing he does is he shifts her stature. He changed her height, her appearance. As a matter of fact, this is the way the Lord gave it to me, Elder Leela. He gave her a demonically induced deformity. A demonically induced deformity. People saw her different. Watch. And she saw herself different. Watch it. It's a lie. He comes. He makes her sick. She's bent over. A demonically induced deformity. She looks different because her stature has changed. And people see her different. Many of us have people in our lives who've never seen us the way God made us. 
And then, yes, Lord, we attach ourselves to people who enjoy our demonically induced deformity. In other words, he loves me. What version of you does he love? Does he love your deformed state or your whole state? Because if you mess around and get whole and y'all still together, he might not know you. Same thing applies. We even attach ourselves to relationships with people who will tolerate us being broken. And then you tell yourself, this is the way I look. No, that's not the way you look. That's the way you were deformed. I know we don't like that word. But it's true. To be deformed is to be out of form. She's not what God said. I want you to think about every area of your life that's deformed. What areas of your life are out of form? Your prayer life? See? Your prayer life has the stature of your prayer life come under a demonically induced deformity? How do, how do I know that? Are you praying as the scripture would say or are you praying according to your emotional imbalances? I'm going through today. I better pray about that. My boss getting on my nerves. I better pray about that. Well, I need some money. I better pray about that. But when I'm in love with God, I wake up every morning. Lord, thank you. Don't know what I'm going to face today, but God, I thank you. Morning by morning. <laughs> Y'all see, that ain't got nothing to do with my circumstance. New mercies. I done mess around and you open these old eyes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? You open these eyes of mine. So what shall I render? So what areas in our lives have become subject to stature change? Demonically induced deformity. Here's the other piece. People start seeing you different. People start seeing you different. And now they have a view of you that's not God's view. And then you start listening to what they say about you when really what they're talking about is the deformed you. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all with me? So the first thing he changes is her statue. Number two, he changed her perspective. He changes her stature. Boom. I no longer look right. Next, he changes her perspective. Her sight has been demonically modified. Her sight, y'all. He changes a stature. By virtue of a stature change, I got a perspective change. Okay, y'all not walking with me. Everybody, I want everybody to look down at your feet. Don't look at me. Just look at your feet. You ain't got to bend all the way over. Some of y'all not as flexible, just like me. Looking at your feet. And for those of y'all who cheating, how many fingers I got up? How about now? How about now? Notice, all y'all can look at me now, that when your perspective changes, there's truth in front of you that you cannot see. You can come to church be in the presence of truth and not see it. Not because there's no truth, but because your perspective has made you blind. Her sight had been demonically modified. She could not even see what was there because her demonically induced condition limited her view. God trying to move right in front of you. And some of you are saying, I don't see God. God is like, no, you don't. Not because I'm not here, but because your perspectives are off. I'm here, waving hands, 
But because the stature has changed, your sight has also changed. And then you start praying from that perspective. So now your prayers are based upon what you can see. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I guarantee I'm no doctor. I don't play one on TV. But after you've been bent over so long, I guarantee you that your spine will begin to fuse into a condition. I guarantee you that your muscles will begin to atrophy. Which means that the muscles that are normally used to do this, they ain't been used in so long, they don't know how to work no more. So watch this. For the first few days, maybe for the first 30 days, Maybe even for the first year, she was praying, Lord, help my back pain. She was probably paying, praying, Lord, these muscles is bothering me. But when they locked into position, the state becomes fixed. My perspective shifts my prayer because why pray about that anymore? It ain't going to change. Y'all. There's some stuff I feel, God, that you've stopped praying about. All because you told yourself this is just the way it is. But I serve, Lord, help me. I serve a God who parts Red Seas. And if I serve a God who parts Red Seas, that means that my God is able to change what has always been to suit my victory. <laughs> like, oh, ain't nobody ever crossed the Red Sea before. Watch me do what's never been done to benefit you. See, Somebody say, get your faith up. Come on, get your faith up. I know how we talk in the, in the world. We say, get your money up. Now, get your faith up. Get your, God, you can do what I've never seen just because you want me to do something. You want me on the other side of there? You can get me across there. Get your faith up. You want it fixed? You can fix it. I don't care what I see. And Lord, I repent that I've allowed my perspective to become so normal that I'm no longer praying for change. I repent that I've allowed my perspective to become so normal that I'm no longer praying for change. God, I mean, y'all, y'all excuse me because I see everything going on in the sanctuary today, but I got to keep working until God tells me to stop. Some of y'all, God is saying, listen, you've taken those meds so long that you think you'll take them forever. Y'all, 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 excuse me. I got No, God is saying, listen, I want you healthy, whole, and complete, not supplemented. I believe in vitamins. I believe in all of that type of stuff. I take my vitamins. I take all my, you know, I take all them things. I had a friend of mine. Had a friend of mine. And I was doing vitamins and everything. And his skin always looks so good and everything. He's, he's much older than me. He was way more active. He's a good friend of mine. We're together all the time. And he's the one who got me into riding bikes. And I remember he's like, he's at least 20 years older than me. Probably at least 20 years older. I mean, he'd outrun me. He'd outride me, everything. I'm like, man. What vitamins do you take? Listen, he said, I don't take no vitamins. I eat well. See, y'all missed the whole thing. I'm taking vitamins. He's eating. Y'all missed it. I'm trying to fix a bad diet through supplements. He just changed his diet, y'all. Some of us are doing the same thing. You want to fix a bad heart with a supplement called, let me give more, let me praise more, let me go to church more. No, that's not going to do it. You're supposed to do that out of your love. My praise is because I love God. My worship is because I love God. But some of us are trying to use it like a vitamin. God, did you see me praise today? What does that get me? I normally give $5, Lord. Today I gave 10 What's that entitled me to? So number one, her stature was changed. Number two, her perspective has changed. Let me give you one more thing about perspective before I get to my third here. 
many of us right in this room, listen to what I'm going to say. How we see is broken because what I see has been demonically modified. One more time. How I see is broken because what I see has been demonically modified. One more time. How I see is broken because what I see has been demonically modified. From here, I don't know how big this room is. From here, I don't even know who's in the room. From here, my, watch this, my purview is limited. Truth be told, I can only see to right there, looking at top, which means, watch this, I'm limited by my perspective. I can't even see as far as I should be able to see because my perspective has changed. So you start praying for stuff. Matter of fact, what's this? All right, I got them front pews. All right, I got them. I got Sean's feet. If danger is at Sean's feet, I got Sean's feet. Okay, I can do that. I got coach. All right, I got, I got. If danger is at Sean's feet, I can only see a limited view of getting out of trouble. The decision I make is based upon my perspective. Am I helping anybody? Now, when you start making decisions to get free, they're decisions which are birthed from limited perspective. And so you panicking, not because God can't make a way, but because you can't see the way. Because your vision has been demonically modified. And this woman is in church where they were tolerating her modified state as normal. Oh, it's quiet. Number three. Her ability was changed. So number one, her stature has changed. Number two, her perspective has changed. Number three, her ability has changed. What do you mean? What she was able to accomplish had been demonically modified. Would y'all think about that for a minute? Would y'all think about that for a minute? I can walk over here, grab this chair, move it wherever I want it to go. Change my stature, change my perspective. My. If y'all don't think that works, go ahead. Go home, lift any normal chair. You got enough strength. But when stature and, and perspective changes, your strength don't work the same at that stature. Do you know how much heavier that chair is when I bend over? This ain't heavy. That's heavy. Same chair. Same weight. Feels completely different by an adjustment of my stature. This is when we start saying, I can't do it. I can't make it. It's too much because the devil systematically changes state, perspective, ability. Now, you're locked. I'll never be able to lift that weight again. Now, I want you to pay attention. I'm not even kidding. Try it when you get home. Pick up a chair, bend over, try to pick the same chair up. It's not easy. And in the brief amount of time that it took for me to bend over, my muscle mass didn't change. If the same chair feels heavier 
instantly. Imagine how it feels after five days, five weeks, five months, five years. She's been 18 years. Some of us, this is why we've given up. Because we have fallen victim to demonic modification. Stop thinking that when the devil is present, it only manifests in people spitting and twirling. See, you saw somebody coming in acting strange. Ooh, they need to be delivered. As a matter of fact, watch this. There shouldn't be people who say they're born again who are in constant state of deliverance. If we got to re-deliver you every week, one or two things is true. You ain't never been delivered or, or you're going through a process that's fake. Because some people cry, twirl, and spit, but never get free. And let me be clear. What we have determined, oh, this is not fun, but so true. What we have determined, Deacon Sanders, as normative behavior when somebody's getting delivered is actually not normative in the scripture. Y'all know them deliverance services where everybody twirling all over the ground and convulsing. Then you got to go run and get trash cans and all of that foolishness because we done said that that's how people get free from devils. Find that in the Bible for me. You see very limited information about anybody convulsing in God's sight. We see it with the legion and maybe one or two other times. Normally, when somebody had a devil, like we're about to see, the Lord said, done. And it was over. No hollering, no screaming, no altar service, no convulsing, no trash can, devil gone. We have created all of the circus around deliverance in order to highlight the fact that what we're really looking for is the circus, not the freedom. That's what we like in church, the circus. Woo, we church today. Sister so-and-so took out a whole row of pews. Not a bit more free. Real deliverance is change. Real deliverance is, I don't do that anymore. It is the, res- the reversal of every deformity, El- Elder Leela. I want this house to have no deformity. No deformity. No relational deformity. No fiscal deformity. No health deformity. No deformity in this house. See? That's what y'all should be thankful for. God, make me one who has no deformity. That my kids have no deformity. See, we don't. See? See? But if you went to the doctor and the doctor said, your child has a deformity, he'd be like, oh God, heal my kid. But you're walking with a deformity all the time in your mind. Your mind is out of form. Huh? I'm never going to do any better. I'm never going to do any better. Lies. That stature, that's a lie. Enough is enough. Say enough is enough. You got to start saying, I am what God made me, not my current stature. I am what God made me. That's what keeps you hunger to get free. I'm hungry to get free. I'm what God made me. My current condition is a lie. What God made me is true. Y'all hear me? What God made me is true. Come on, say that. What God made me is true. Come on now, what God made me is true. Third time, what God made me is true. That is what you walk around with because the devil will try to demonically deform your thinking. 
No, that's the way you are. You're going to be bent over all your life. The devil is a liar. What God made me is true. For the perspective, that's a lie. I walk by faith. I'm not governed by what these can see. I'm governed by what my faith can see. God been waking my faith up. He been waking my faith up, Ganey. He's waking my faith up. Cause like, you believing too low. You believing way too low. Excuse me, Lord. He says, I understand. And the Lord is so tender. Thank you, God. I understand. I understand. You call it being humble. I call it being foolish. You believe in too low. Start asking me for what I promised. I need, I need somebody in here to start asking God for what he promised. When you got a condition in your life, check that against your, your promise. No, nah, that ain't in there. See, y'all got to understand. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's in this text right here. But I need somebody to get a hold of this thing and get your faith up. Because if I'm sitting at the hearing when the will is being read and the will, the executor of the estate says Robert Warren Lyons Jr. is entitled to $422.22. I want $422 and my 22 cent because that was written in the will. If you give, if you give me $421, where is my $1.22? Because that was written in the will. And so anything the enemy tries to bring to you, you got to go back and start checking the will. No, 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 no. That's not what the father said to me. I want everything that has been written in the will of God for me. I want it all. I'm not being arrogant. I'm not being selfish. I'm entitled to healing. Receive it. I'm entitled to healing. Receive it. I'm entitled to healing. Receive it. For years, for years, Christina, I've heard people teach on prosperity. And they taught it from a very messed up perspective. They told people, Ganey, that, you know, God wanted to get you these things. He wanted to get you wealth. He wanted the people wealthy. Yesterday, I was sitting on the couch and the Lord said, oh, you think I want you healthy, whole, and complete for you? I didn't even say that in my word. I want that for you so that I can establish my covenant in the earth. <laughs> I'm trying to get my covenant work done. And we are the vessels through which covenant work takes place in the earth. Therefore, you can't have jacked up credit and be a covenant worker in the earth. Therefore, you cannot be unhealthy and be a covenant worker in the earth. Therefore, your marriage can't be crazy and be a covenant worker in the earth. You need to be healthy, whole, and complete. You telling the Lord what you tired of. Lord, I'm tired of this. I want it fixed. Lord said, I never wanted it that way. Lord, I'm tired of it. I want it fixed. No, 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 no. See, what you're doing. Okay, okay. Y'all ready? You ready? Listen, listen to this. Some of us can't see change because the change you're praying for is still not God's will. You're asking God to modify you from one demonic state to another demonic state. Your wish is actually, watch, for the pain to stop, not for wholeness to come. 
I see it quiet in here. Lord, get me there. God says, I'm not there though. I'm not there. I want to be able to gallivant across the world. Traveling in the islands. That's me. Oh, how good life is. Yeah, but the picture that you put on your vision board was you over there with somebody who ain't your husband. It's quiet. Huh? Being scantily clad, worshipped by a bunch of people out of the spirit of lust. And you want God to place you there? Ain't nothing wrong with a vacation. But what's the premise of your travel? Her ability. That's a lie. Enough is enough. The Bible says I can do how many things? Through who? Come on, I can do how many things? Through who? So, when the devil comes in to change your stature, that's a lie. I am who God made me. When the devil comes in to change your perspective, that's a lie. Enough is enough. I walk by faith and not by sight. When the devil comes in to change your ability, that's a lie. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And watch. She couldn't straighten up. Here's Jesus. I'm done. I've been up here 46 minutes. When Jesus saw her, he called her over. Now watch it. And he said, you're freed from your sickness. Okay, wait. He's teaching in the Sabbath. There was a woman who had a sickness caused by a spirit and, y'all see that? And she was bent double. Being bent over, remember I said it, was the fruit of the sickness. It was the result of the sickness. And because the Lord knows everything, when he gets ready to free her, he starts from source, not from fruit. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you're freed from your sickness. I got to deal with, he didn't get her straight first. He freed her from the devil first. He didn't straighten her up first. He got the sickness gone first. Many of us in between verse 12 and 13 get frustrated. Explain, Bishop. Because in verse 12, she free and still bent over. It's over, but my stature. Because watch this. Some of us don't stay in God's presence long enough to let him finish. One more time. Some of us don't stay in God's presence long enough to let him finish. Then some of us are so busy trying to rush God's move. And he laid. Go back. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, woman, you're freed from your sickness. Next word. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made erect again. Again, that's the part we don't like to teach. Again, what, what do you mean? It's not like she's 18 years old, which means that there was a time where she was erect. That's what makes demonic modification so painful because for a season, you can remember being healthy. And the devil wants to keep you in that broken state long enough that you forget being healthy and stop wanting health. Soon as she stood up, she began glorifying God. I'm going to stop there, but that's where we should be. Lord, I'm not standing upright. Well, maybe... Maybe, just maybe, it's because you're enjoying your bent over state. 
Somebody say, enough is enough. I'm telling you, you got to get to the place. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. Huh? I'm sick of this. This is the environment that we want. This is the environment. I want every seat in this room to feel supercharged with the same anointing of the word. Every seat. I want strangers to walk in like, oh, this is different in here. Not because your song was played. I'm talking about before church even start, you walk in like, this is a freedom zone. Man, I'm sorry. This is a freedom zone. 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 Everything get free in here. Everything gets free. Chains fall off in here. Minds get free in this room. Healing takes place in this room. Deliverance comes in this room. It's a freedom zone. Now let me be clear. It don't come without your effort. I'll say this thing and I'm going to pray. He called the woman over and she came over. He called the woman over and she came over. The Lord is calling you right now. Huh? He calling you right now. I said he's calling you right now. This is a freedom zone. Healing zone. Whatever is broken in your life. You got to make a decision. Enough is enough. It's over. It's over. It's over. Nothing too hard for God. Not a thing. Nothing. Cancer. Child's play. Heart disease. Who you think he is? Depression? Man, please. He does all things well. This is a healing zone. Healing is the children's bread. I don't care how long you've been in your state. He wants to stand you upright. This is a healing zone. We will not tolerate demonic deformities. This is a healing zone. God wants us healthy, whole, and complete. There is change in this house. There is freedom in this house. This is a healing zone. We're coming out fully erect. We come out with God being for us. And who can be against us? This is a healing zone. We will not break each other down. Everybody in this place walks in the newness of life. This is a healing zone. Your trouble is being eradicated. Your pain is coming off of you. The chains are being released. This is a healing zone. I receive it. This is a healing zone. This is a healing zone. I started off telling y'all to cast them, cast them, cast them. Some of y'all today, you say, you just need to go ahead. I'm sorry for playing this thing, but God, I'm tired of being bent over. You need an encounter. It's a healing zone. It's a healing zone. It's a healing zone. It's a healing zone. This is a healing zone. This is a healing zone. He said, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer. Come on now, this is a healing zone. When you walk in, you ought to be like, wait, wait, wait. Come on, come on. I'm going to move when God tell me to move. Huh? Maybe I didn't have parents like mine, but we know when we used to walk in mama's house, when you used to walk in grandma's house, there was just some stuff you couldn't do. The zone shifted when you came through the door. Gainey, the zone shifted. My grandmother used to say, hold on, hold on. Your volume had to change when you came in granny's house. You couldn't run in granny's house. Every, all of the behaviors that took place outside of the house were not tolerated as soon as you came across the threshold. This threshold, God, this is a healing zone. 
Behavior changes in this house. Words are modified in this house. Hearts are modified in this house. Minds are modified in this house. When you come here, the place of transformation, the place of freedom, the place of wholeness, this is a healing zone. I receive it. Anybody receive your healing? Receive your healing. Come on. If you receive those healings, come on, if you receive it, lift those hands. Lift those hands if you receive healing. I don't care what you're struggling with. From a cold all the way to stage four, this is a healing zone. Everything falls off. Everything falls off. Everything falls off. We shift. Everything that they said no to. If God says yes, that's where we walk. Come on, I need somebody to say, I'm going to walk in the yes of God. Come on, I need somebody to declare, I'm walking in the yes of God. I need somebody to declare, I'm walking in the yes of God. People listening to me via stream, I need you to write down, you are walking in the yes of God. I'm talking about we are releasing the power to not only this room, but the power of God goes forth through the screen that people, even who are not in this room, are getting healed in their living room, healed via their phones, healed via their tablets, healed. I'm walking in the yes of God. Come on, say it. I'm walking in the yes of God. Come on, I'm walking in the yes of God. They may tell you no, but God said yes. Huh? 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 We birth in here. That's what we do. We birth. This right here, this miracle zone, this is the birthing center. Full of spiritual midwives that can help you go. Y'all not in, I said this is the birthing center. This is the divine birthing center full of spiritual midwives that can coach you into not only a healthy child, but a child that is no longer influenced by anything that you've been influenced by. I'm talking about curses broken. I'm talking about they will not repeat. All is well. They are healthy. The babies are whole. They will not go through it again. It is over. Victory has come. Hands lifted. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. If there's anybody that's not saved, walk to me. If you're not saved, I think I am. That's not enough. If you're not saved, that's what I'm calling for. Because healing, listen, healing is taking place even where you sit. I said it's taking place even where you sit. You just got to walk in your healed state. I said if you're not saved. Bishop, I, I walked down when I was a little kid. That don't make you saved. To be saved is a decision. I'm going to pray. Because there's some people in here that are churched but not saved. Glory. I said they're churched and they're not saved. I said they're churched but they're not saved. I said they're churched but they're not saved. Healing is the children's bread. How salvation adopts you into the household of God. Yeah, that's it. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for encounters today. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for the standard of holiness. Thank you for clarifying. And God, we want to walk out of here straight. We don't want to be bent over not another day of our lives. Straighten us up. In the name of Jesus. God, 
we walk in your yes. We will no longer point the finger. We will no longer blame anyone. We will walk in the yes of God. I thank you. I honor you, God, for freedom. Thank you for sanctifying this place. And Lord, we will keep these lamps trimmed and burning. We will keep the sanctuary free from demonic debris. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for our encounter. Amen. Clap your hands. Somebody just shout out, receive it. Come on, shout out, receive it. Don't think it arrogant. I need somebody to just be like, listen, I'm walking in the yes of God. Whether or not you, whether or not you with me or not, I'm walking in the yes of God. You can keep walking in Noah, Noah God if you want to. I'm walking in the yes of God. There's modifications that need to take place today. Change needs to go down today so we can walk in the yes of God. Huh? I tell you what the Lord said to me. Talk, get your faith up. Get your faith up. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I had to come to grips with the fact that I had stopped dreaming. See, that's okay. It's a trick. I stopped dreaming. God, you've been, you've been good to me. We good. God's like, no, you ain't seen my goodness yet. Like, yeah, that was good. Amen. Amen. I got more I want to do. See? I hope somebody just got free right there. Y'all not here? Lord, you've been good. He's like, yeah, I have. Lord, you've been kind. Yeah, that was me too. But here's the word of the Lord to some of y'all who will receive this. He has more he wants to do. He has more he wants to do. He has more he wants to do. And for those of you who think y'all done lost time, He's restoring years. He's restoring years. No time has been lost. Only learned. Nothing lost. It was a lesson, not a loss. Y'all. Somebody, that thing felt good. You caught it. It was a lesson, not a loss. Wow! It was a let that. Whoa! Whoa! That is good. I had a very tumultuous master's degree. My master's degree was very tumultuous. It was. For many reasons, those of y'all who know me know my master's degree was tumultuous. But guess what? As crazy as the degree was, I got a credential. <laughs> y'all hear me? Everything I went through, at the end, I got a credential. Inspired me so much, I'm getting a PhD. Because at the end of the day, y'all missed it. No time lost. Lessons learned. Now, it'd be my crazy self 
if after the credential is granted, I refuse to walk in the authority of the credential. That's my fault. Hmm. I'm walking in all of the authority of everything God gave me. All of it. I'm walking in yeses. Thank you for the word. Thank you for truth. Clap those hands. I'm through. Overseer, come. We're going to give. I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to stop talking. Come here.